Show number 39 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Oakley Dokley. <laughs> I just said that to make you laugh. Well, you did. <laughs> so this is episode 39 oh. of Look at His Butt. And it's only episode 39 because... The Shatner Weekend audio diaries were so special, they transcended numbering. That's true. They fell out of the numbering sequence. Actually, I should go back and count because we haven't numbered every single episode. I know. We had a point five in there. Right, and we had some special ones that, again, did not get numbering, like the Halloween one where you you read your story. But 39, officially 39. (sighs) Wow. Pretty cool. Well, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. To you, too. So we're back now, having taken like two weeks to recover from the Shatner weekend. That's right. We we've been in the hyperbaric depressurizing <laughs> from from too much fun chamber for like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Otherwise known as work, <laughs> work, and trying to recover and just basically getting our heads back into a good place. But we have so much stuff to talk about. We're so excited. We have so many things. We had a few things that we wanted to wrap up from the weekend. Number yes. one being, um, for those of you who visit the blog, you will see that we made a little video, which was just a slideshow with some fun music set to it. And I wanted to say that um, we used that song by the Scofflaws called William Shatner, which we love. Yes. And I was Googling around trying to find some contact information for them because I'd actually like to write to them and let them know. And it looks like maybe they broke up. I can't oh. quite tell. So if any Anybody who's listening knows the scofflaws or knows how to get in touch with them, please let me know because I would really like to let them know that we've been using their song on the show and how much we like them and everything. And I don't want them to feel like we're, we're ripping them off. And um, I hope everybody really, really enjoyed the slideshow because when Lena first put it up, I hadn't seen it, so I had to go there you know, and look at it too. But I knew what the pictures were. And I don't know, like 10 seconds into the thing, I just started giggling because I knew what was coming. You know? <laughs> And it was just, it was, uh, you did a wonderful job. Oh, well, thank you. It was fun to put it together, <clears throat> learning iMovie um, and all that. But it, it worked out great. And um, the the thing with the stars actually just, <laughs> it, it just happened. Like, I didn't plan it that way, but I had to group them and, and just the order was perfect. Now, um, I had mentioned to a couple of my friends that when we took the picture of the monkey star. <laughs> yes. Um, we took several pictures of it, and I took pictures of the area where the monkey star is, which is next to a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really filthy, and there's like a broken payphone there. That's like, right. Little cracked bottles of, you know, vials of crack on the, the sidewalk and everything, which just struck me as so hysterically funny. That that's where the <laughs> monkey star was. <laughs> but that didn't make it into our YouTube Fine. No, I, you know, it just, it would have been too hard to explain because right. in the picture of the dumpster, you can't actually see which star it is. And, right, right. and it was much, much funnier to show the monkey star and then the one that's right after it, which I'm not going to say what it is because you have to watch the <laughs> video right. to see what it is. That's right. And I was also really happy to see that the, the video has been viewed over 200 times by now and it's mm-hmm. been up like a week or so. So that's pretty good. That's great. I'm very happy that people are finding it. It's listed right there with all the other Shatner stuff on YouTube. I also put it up on MySpace. And I haven't checked. I don't know if they give you stats on MySpace the way mm. you do on YouTube. But it's up there, too, in case you can't get it through um, through the YouTube interface. Well, I sent um, an email to many friends and family members pretty much outing myself as a drooling Shatner <laughs> fan and giving a very brief thing of, you know, of the weekend. But the, the subject matter on the email was stalking William Shatner. <laughs> And I received many, many congratulations on our, our wonderful stocking and, and people saying, you know, oh, I wish I'd been there. It sounds like you had so much fun. And one person actually thought we really did stalk him, <laughs> that we had somehow gotten all this information where he was going so, to be and that so we it, went after it, him. It was like a solo stocking expedition. It yes. wasn't organized. Right, right. That's so but funny. that wasn't the way it was. Nope, it was it was totally organized. So we are still waiting to get more pictures from the weekend mm-hmm. from the other folks who were there and and some of the official pictures. So we will try to share what we can with you when yes. we get it. Yes, yes. that'll be great. Um, so we had a couple other things to wrap up from the weekend. One of them happened even before we got to Los Angeles, which was just hysterically funny. It was great. When we were flying down, of course, on Southwestern, and you know, when you're on the airline, you're bored, and started flipping through Sky Mall <laughs> magazine, which is always fun because it's such amazing crap. It is like a, a, a 
only a, a millimeter up on the scale of crap from Lillian Vernon catalog. <laughs> or Carol Wright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, you know, here we are. We get to page 122, and Shatner's everywhere. He's in the Sky Mall catalog. So that's another media. I was just going to say that. He has conquered the airline in-flight magazine. Yes. The catalog, even. Not just the magazine. The catalog. The catalog. Okay, here's what it is. <laughs> you can order from Sky Mall the Brian Evans CDs. And the headline is, Brian Evans puts a modern spin on swing. And then there's pictures of the three albums you can uh-huh. get. And one is... Brian Evans Live with William Shatner. And it says, Brian Evans Live with William Shatner features Brian Evans joined by Captain Kirk (laughs) live for a fantastic concert. So you can order, Bill is in the catalog, but we also have to talk about what is on the surrounding, the facing page? Yeah, so so as you know, Sky. If, if you fly ever, you know that Sky Mall just basically throws a bunch of crap, as you said, together at one time. So right below the Brian Evans ad is um, a laser-guided parking device that lets you not run over your kid's bicycle when it's behind you, or presumably your kid if right. your kid is behind you. So that's pretty normal. But then on the facing page <laughs> is an advertisement for um, a toilet seat that has art embedded in it, I guess is the way to say. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it's like laminated over the top of it. It says, great art where you'd least expect it. Yeah, yeah. the toilet the is toilet the place <laughs> where I would least expect great art. This is the kind of thing that you would expect to find in like Homer Simpson's house, pretty much. And um, the, the four ones that we see here themed are Egyptian culture, doggy... <laughs> It's not what you're thinking. <laughs> doggy, not doggy, doggy style. style. Shopping girl and Chinese dragon. I have to say, when I looked at, when I see the Chinese dragon one from far away, it looks like cork. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, a cork toilet seat, that can't be good. Yeah. Now, they also have, and I've seen this in store. Oh, yes, yes. Play the piano anywhere from the new I roll piano from Hexen, and it's a keyboard that you roll up. And mm-hmm. I remember years ago mm-hmm. when they had that on TNG. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, you know, who, who knew that I played the piano said, you must have just been so excited when you saw that, that it was a piano you could take anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, but, you know, having tried to use the roll-up computer keyboard, right, right. which totally sucked as far as touch and everything, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to touch the roll-up piano until they really get their act together. I agree. Um, One more ad that's next to it here is the racing car ceiling fan. And we know Bill, you know, is into cars. He's been in the race. Yeah, so it's a ceiling fan and each each of the the fan, what do you call those things? The blades of the fan has like um, the checkered flag on it and then there's a little car upside down attached to each blade of the fan and the thing that i want to know is like if you had the fan going really fast wouldn't they be flying off and like whacking you in the eye and well, breaking glasses and- i want to know do they really go with the race theme like they fly off and burst into flames <laughs> and a little ambulance comes out from the woodwork and also do the blades attempt to pass each other oh see that you know and, and bump each other and, yeah. and you know all of that sort of thing yeah so the, this can be yours for only how much is it it's 189 dollars for the race car ceiling fan yep yeah and and i do want you people to know we didn't steal this because right at the top it says free take it take it home this catalog is yours to keep that's right so i think i might have to scan the brian evans thing in because that picture is so pretentious (laughs) it's a picture of him in in sort of the author pose right because whenever you see male authors they always have their hand by their face Mm -hmm. so sometimes they're kind of pensively holding their chin like he is here but the thing is he's not pensively just holding his chin he's got a finger in front kind of his of mouth. Curly. And you know what in body language that is? What? That's a sign that says I'm lying. Oh, really? Yep, covering your mouth. How interesting. He's also kind of like smirking a little yeah. bit. Got a little bit of a smirk going on there. And it also says, this is such fucking lie, because I listened <laughs> to some of his music once, and boy, that'll put you right to sleep. It's, <laughs> it's like John Tesh. Uh-huh. Brian Evans puts a modern spin on swing. Yeah, like takes all the swing out of it, <laughs> runs it through the D-swinger. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's great. So there you go. Shatner is everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. 
Now, we have another email to read that references the weekend. Um, this is a very, very funny email, and the Shatner bit is at the end, but I have to read the whole thing because okay. it's so funny. Now, this comes to us from our good friend Drew Hennessy, who um, I first encountered through my other podcast, the comics one, um, through this whole story with Paul Pelletier and, and being an ass freak and all that. And if you want to know what that's about, go listen to the comics podcast and you'll figure it out. But um, Drew is an inker, and um, he's a professional and has books out on the market. He's a very talented guy, and he loves our podcast. So he says, JK and LT, first, let me start by expressing my thanks for the fine podcast of all things Bill. Thank you. (laughs) He says, I just caught up this weekend on a bunch of episodes while having to knock out some comic pages. I almost ruined a page when Lena was going through the different settings on the vibrator you got over the internet. I laughed. I laughed over that for the longest time. You really should have warned us. Lena, your research in this field is without par. First making sex toys out of children's toys, then the vibrating razor, and now this. You truly are the MacGyver of sex toys. And I want you to, like, have a business card made. (sighs) The MacGyver of sex toys. He continues, my only fear is that my girlfriend will start listening to your show and replace me with some sort of ordinary household appliance. (laughs) Well, let's hope you're not that easily replaced. I don't think so. So then, this is the Shatner part. The real reason I'm writing is because during your Shatner weekend episodes, you mentioned Bill's car and that you didn't know what kind it is. Being a guy, I wondered what kind of car does Shatner drive? So I saw your video and the answer was revealed. Now get this. Shatner drives an Aston Martin DB9, handmade in Buckinghamshire, England, and it costs $170,000. Wow. How could it have been anything else, <laughs> he says. So thanks for the email, Drew, and thank you for um, the information. But right. That's a pretty sweet car. That's a pretty sweet car, and I want to talk <laughs> a little bit about the car now that we've read that. I remember yeah. something else. Yeah. After the weekend was over, and of course, back posting on the Shatner bulletin board, you know, those of us who were there and those who weren't going, tell us more, tell us more, and, you know. Um, Ruby Pearl did, you know, a a series of of entries telling what went on, Mm -hmm. so that was great, and when she got to the part about seeing the car, I responded, did you, you know, press your hands and faces up against it like we did, and she said, no, I was afraid of setting off the car alarm, and I just choked, because I never, ever (laughs) thought of that. And what did you say when I told you? Well, I thought about it, but I didn't care. <laughs> and think of what a great story that would have made. I mean, that's just it. It would like there we were in the lot at whatever that place was called where they film it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the production. Something name. in Manhattan Beach. Right, right, Manhattan Beach. I said, you know, we're we're looking at Bill's car and we're kind of trying to peer in there, and so. We're not being escorted by anybody, right? We're just kind of sandy. We're just standing there, and we have our faces pressed up against it, and all of a sudden it goes, woo, 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 and the guards come running, and they're like, hi. And then, this is the best, they would have to go in and get Bill. To, to come, come out and, and turn, turn off, off the alarm. And personally scold us. And, pers- and he would be standing there in Denny Crane getup, yep. going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> But here's the thing. I don't think Bill's car alarm would go, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you think it would do? Makes the red alert noise. Oh, or course, it says, intruder alert, <laughs> intruder alert, all hands to battle stations. Wouldn't it be funny if it made the red alert noise? Oh, my God. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yes. I yes, would love yes. that. So we didn't set off his car alarm. No, but, you know, it would have been cool. It would have been pretty funny. Aston Martin, $170,000. Yowza. Well, Bill earns that in, like, a minute. I know, I know. He probably, like, um, got it when he got his Priceline stock. They probably gave him a car just because. Yeah. Yeah. Here, Bill, have a car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gold. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful car. He looks good driving it, too. When he had the top down and he was driving into the 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 arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looked pretty pretty good. Nice leather interior. Okay, yeah. MacGyver. <laughs> this, I've been holding back <gasps> because I wanted to share it with you and with all our readers. This is the current issue of Women's Health, uh-huh. which is the fitness version of Good Housekeeping. For those of us <laughs> who would never have Good Housekeeping, Oprah, Red mm-hmm. Book, there's Women's Health. Yeah. So it's it's the companion magazine to Men's Health. Right. This I like this magazine a lot. Mm-hmm. It's got good recipes, good fitness tips, talks about sex occasionally. Okay. Drugstore sex toys. <gasps> Five ways to find fun at the Ooh, pharmacy. What a they great do article. not list the Venus fibers. Oh, oh 
Shoddy journalism. Really. So, Drew, if your girlfriend is making a lot of trips, you know, to the pharmacy, (laughs) you should get worried. Now, here's the five things they are recommending that aren't really sexual, but used that way. Number one is a vibrating toothbrush. And they say this particular one has soft bristles. Oh. So you wouldn't kill yourself on it. Okay. A feather duster. Okay. A sleep mask. And they suggest a game of blindfolded, guess what I'm going to do next, oh. prolongs foreplay. Okay, that works. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is funny. And if you usually avoid lights on sex, strap the blindfold on him. You can grind away with no worries about what may be bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Fishnet stockings. Mm-hmm. Um, and a handheld shower head. Oh, of course. Of course. But then they have... See, I'm... I know, I know. I'm like trying to look over onto that page of the magazine. Then in the sidebar it says, Made to please. Find these little charmers right next to the condoms and the KY. So these are actual sex things. Okay. That were made for this. Handheld vibrator. I'm going to show you the picture in a minute. Looks like the Starship Enterprise. (laughs) Feels just as cosmic. With three speeds and a flexible tip that flutters, and it's the Durex Little Gem. <gasps> Not the Little Gem. <laughs> the Little Gem. There's no such thing as a Little Gem. And here's the picture. <gasps> oh, my God. It does kind of look like the Enterprise. Yeah, but not the original. Oh, wow. Anyway, so I Googled it. Um, and I found it at Spicy Gear. Oh, my. It's rechargeable, so you don't need batteries. Oh, it's three inches long, two inches wide. That's cool. Ergonomically designed. Yeah, clearly. Discreet and tasteful styling. Rechargeable sex toys are the big thing now. And you know what? Look at this. It's it's low on the quiet scale. I mean, uh-huh. it is it is quiet. But it's powerful. Right, but there are no reviews for the product. And then they're suggesting other things to us. Oh, but that's awesome. It is made by Durex, D-U-R-E-X. Yeah. We'll probably end up... Uh, yeah, they well, they make the condoms. That's interesting that they um, are making sex toys now. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. Well, I think we, we will have to try this. We will have to get it and try it. Yeah, you part. know, my birthday's coming up, and I was asked what I wanted. This looks like a... Actually, when it buzzes, I want it to go... <laughs> this is great. Wow. Really? That's very cool. What a good article. Yes. So we'll definitely put in the link to this, this thing, mm-hmm. the handheld vibrator. They also list um, the Ring Vibe. He wears it. You both get the buzz. That's pretty cheap. It's only $10. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and edible body paint, which I've never really enjoyed very much. No. It never tastes good is the problem. It's it just, no matter what they do to it, it tastes like cherry cough syrup. Ew. Which is bad. It's just like those edible underwear that you used to get, which also tasted like cherry cough syrup. Really not very good. Not well, very good I also enough. want to know... <laughs> The what, what pharmacy it is that's selling this? Uh, drugstore.com? I don't, I don't know. know. See, they're saying you can buy these things yeah. at, your, at your drugstore. Not my drugstore. I do know, notice that the toothbrush is called the Oral-B Pulse, <laughs> Pulsar. Ooh. Pulsar. I should probably write to them and say, how could you leave out the Venus Vibrance? You should. You absolutely should. Is yeah. this the new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Write to them. Uh, they've probably gotten a, a thousand letters. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I, I, of course that caught my eye because it said that Starship is, Enterprise. Thank you so much for bringing. Thanks for sharing. This is great. <laughs> it's totally great. Yay. Yay. Anything we can do to help out. That's right. I wish I had some sex toy news this week, but I don't. Other than that, the, the, um, the iBuzz thing continues to be wonderful. <gasps> Good. I'm so glad to hear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's take a little break. Okay. And then we're going to watch some Boston Legal, right? Tons we have a of ton Boston of Legal. Boston Legal. So the next segment will be... Um, the great big Boston legal roundup. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, and, and that will cover, I think, everything up to, but not including the the season finale. We believe we so. think so. Okay. All right. So hang on to your seats. Let's do some stuff, and, and we'll be back. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. 
talk to us. We would love to hear from you. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Send email, links, and sound files to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook using GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcast in the universe. good notes no they're not very good notes but hopefully it'll jog our okay now. we have just blasted through <laughs> boom four episodes of boston legal it's a marathon a, a big marathon and um we well i tried to take some notes which aren't very good in fact let me read you the first note on the first episode okay it says bill is in it for five minutes yes <laughs> and that's what i remember about the episode and then there's a balcony scene at the, he's got a little tiny smidge at the beginning where he catches Shirley and Ivan kissing. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, when Shirley and Ivan have broken up, mm-hmm. he has a really nice scene with Candace Burke. Yes. We have to talk about the secret code in that scene. <laughs> and this is, this is, for all you guys out there, I'm, I'm giving you a big, big insight into women here. So you should start taking good notes. <laughs> if a woman ever says... You're a dear friend, you're a dear man, you're dear in any way. It means she's never going to fuck you. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And that's what Candace says. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And then Bill has balcony scene with uh, Alan, mm-hmm. Alan Shore. And that that's the end. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And I really don't remember much of anything else that happened in that episode because... Actually, we didn't watch it. No, it was so. <laughs> it was Ivan and Shirley. There was that. They were talking, and then other stuff happened. And yeah, we didn't watch it, so nope. Nope. so I don't remember anything. I will say um, that my VCR, when you fast forward it, the the longer you hold down the fast forward button, the faster it forwards. I know. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it knows we're really serious about skipping just this. Get through this thing. And um, now what we want is um, a Shatner setting. Yeah, where. Because, you know, we're sitting here doing the fast forward, and then Bill comes on, and it's like, oh shit, we missed the first three seconds, mm-hmm. rewind, we gotta see it. And so we need something that automatically stops fast forwarding. Right. When Bill is. When there. there's Shatner content. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll have to work on that. I don't know. We'll figure out a way to do well, it. Well, you are our chief technology officer, so. I'll, I'll put that on my list. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, next. Um, so I, my note says it's a rehash of last year's episode. So do you want to explain this? Yes. Um, I was so excited to see Chilina Hall yes. back, mm-hmm. which um, she was a character we really loved. She yep. was in an episode towards the end of last year. It was mm-hmm. the Texas death penalty one where she and Alan went to Texas. Really attractive woman, really good actress. Well, I watched... The episode, and I was like, yay, she's back, she's back, she's trying a case with Alan and everything. And then, of course, I go on the internet and I find out what I should have figured out on my own, but I thought we were past this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an episode they filmed last year, one of the ones they didn't get to show. So they kind of cut it up and mm-hmm. put it in here, got her back in to film one or two scenes mm-hmm. that take place in the present, and... Um, and it, it, one of the scenes they film now had a really funny sort of meta mm-hmm. reference. As they often do. Yes. Yes. And, and he, she said, when was the last time I saw you? And he said, I think it was a Sunday. And then I went off the air and you went off to do movies. And then I got switched to Tuesday nights. And here we are. <laughs> and she said, stuck with all this old footage. footage. That's right. Stuck with all the old footage. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But the strange thing about the way they put this together is, okay, so Alan and Chalina are trying a major case together. And at the same time, Denny has shot his therapist. <laughs> and so Alan is defending him. Uh-huh. 
So he's doing both of these cases at yeah. once. So it was Alan running between courtrooms a lot. Which didn't make any sense. And um, Denny shooting his therapist, by the way, is a lot funnier than it sounds. <laughs> well, I thought it sounded funny. <laughs> Shoot a therapist. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Now, I want to step back and say that um, through these entire four episodes that we watched, I, more than you, I think, was sitting here squealing like a fangirl going, we were in that room. We were in that courtroom. We, we were, were in that hallway. We were in the hallway. <laughs> look, look. They're in the bar. We were in the jade bar. And you look. You see that lemon and that lime? <laughs> They're fake. I touched them. Well, i got to tell you, it's not that you were worse than me. You were just more vocal. And you doing it made it unnecessary for me to go. We were there. Because I was squeeing Because so you, were, you were doing it. We were just being oh, total fangirls. It was so fanish. I mean, the very first scene, I think, in the, in the very first episode we watched was Shirley in her office. It was like, we were there. We were right next to it. I was looking through the window right That's there. That's how you I was right there. <laughs> My voice is getting higher and higher pitched. Yeah. It's like, you know, that movie, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Like, I'm running down the corner going, ah! I love that movie. I, that's a wonderful movie. That's the best movie about Beatlemania oh, absolutely. ever made. Ever and really, made. I think it may be the best, or, or at least one of the best movies ever made about fandom oh, at all. I love it. I just love it when she's like in their hotel room, oh, and, and <laughs> touching, crawling around, touching, touching everything, so and then she's like rubbing Paul's base against her face, I like know. she's having an orgasm, <laughs> just rubbing all the stuff against her body. I know the first time I saw that, I had to call my sister, who was my fellow Beetle maniac when we were growing up. Going, have you seen this? You gotta see it. It's great because that's what you do. I mean. Of course, that's what you do. That's what, like, that comment about Leonard Nimoy's pants and yes. uh, sniffing them. Yeah. Of course you would. Of course, course you would, would, like, rub yourself all over everything. Right. Anyway, um, it was really fun to see these episodes, having been there and been on the set and seeing the actors up close and everything. I, I just feel it's very different now. I feel like I'm watching it in a different way mm-hmm. and a- appreciating it in a different way and, and just sort of marveling again at that backdrop that still looks so real on the yes. television and how incredibly fake and hokey it looked when we were looking at it from 10 feet away. Yep. Wow. So amazing. So <sighs> Jenny shot his therapist. <laughs> his therapist was played by Peter McNichol. And later, of course, on the internet, I found out that Peter McNichol, I guess, had a sort of semi-recurring role on Allie McBeal, which is oh, an earlier right. David right. Kelly yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, I but I don't know if he was playing a therapist or no, not. No, that wasn't he clear was a, to me. he was one of the other lawyers on Allie McBeal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He didn't look like that at all. Oh, all right. He didn't have like funky, weird mm-hmm. hair and a giant mustache and glasses and stuff. That's right. I had totally forgotten that. I saw his name in the credits, and I just couldn't remember. What does this say? It says. So there were some very funny touches. The the therapist was supposed to be sort of crazy himself. And after Denny shoots him, um, Denny and Alan go to visit him in the hospital. And for some reason that they don't explain, he's laying there with his arm all bandaged up reading a copy of Trout Magazine. (laughs) I'm sure that's some sort of end joke. I'm sure it is. It was just very, very funny because it was really big on the cover. Trout Magazine. (laughs) So do you want to talk about the kissing lessons? Oh, I totally forgotten that. Yes. Okay. In this episode, Brad comes to Denise, and I'm with Lena, two blonde people talking. It's a little hard (laughs) to focus, but anyway. He has broken up with his current girlfriend, and the reason is she told him he's a lousy kisser. The world's worst kisser. So he called other ex-girlfriends and got verification, yes, he's a bad kisser. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's asking Denise, you know, how to do it, blah, blah, blah. There's a couple scenes of them dancing around when it's really obvious where this is going. Yeah. So finally he comes to her office and said, okay, will you give me a kissing lesson? No, no, no. Well, of course she does. And then they end up in bed. But here's the thing. Reality check. If you feel you need kissing lessons, and William Shatner, in any iteration... (laughs) is in the vicinity. I don't care if you are the straightest man or the most leather dyke lesbian. Who are you going to go to? Mm-hmm. Bill. I agree. Bill. And they need to address this. They need to have him find out that he went to Denise. And, and say, what? <laughs> are you crazy? She's blonde. She's blonde. And she's not him. No. No. I agree. I Not that I have any desire, really, to see Brad and Denny kiss, but no. it's just like, 
And, and no, 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 no. I mean, pretty much within the context of the show also, if anybody needed advice on women, do you think that they would go to Denny? I mean, <laughs> who else? Yeah. Because he slept with every woman. He slept with Kate Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slept with everybody. <laughs> Um, now, um, there, w- there was um, also a very interesting meta conversation in this with mm-hmm. Alan and Denny, mm-hmm. where um, Alan was was saying, you know, well, what's at play here is, you know, you get away with anything if you're a big enough star. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing it your whole life. And Denny goes, well, yeah, I'm a huge star, major star. I blow solar flares <laughs> out my ass. <laughs> it was great. And there was also some of that right at the beginning when... Um, to, to set up the whole Denny shooting his therapist. He's actually in a therapy session, and it turns out that therapy sessions for Denny Crane means he just talks about himself for an hour and says all kinds I of... I think that's what everybody's therapy yeah, session is. and says sort of preposterous things. And he, he kind of has this little thing where he says, I, I still feel like my song is inside of me. I've never got to sing that song. And, and you know, it's very much a comment on, on Bill and his life. And, and he also says, I feel like I have all this bottled up inside, inside me. me. Like a, a kidney, kidney stone. stone. <laughs> yes, of course. So they they continue to lay that kind of stuff on pretty thick. I thought. Right, yeah. and I'm, I sometimes I wonder if they're they're going a little overboard on it. I don't know. I mean, it keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. I suppose maybe we should sit down and watch a whole episode sometime, just to see the content because. I think to us, it comes on like they're laying it on a little thick, because we've just watched four episodes Mm -hmm. really fast, so we've only been focusing on that sort of stuff. Right, right. So maybe when you see it sort of leavened with the long, boring courtroom scenes, not that I really want to watch the long, boring courtroom (laughs) scenes, but, you know, maybe it works better to other people. Maybe so. (sighs) Okay, so there was that one. Now, was that the one that... um, Oh, gosh, there was another um, sort of... Oh, the the one about them being um, bad examples, or was that in the next episode? Um, that was, I believe, in the next, next episode. episode. Okay. Um, so in between those two episodes... <laughs> Let's, Let's go, go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and get ourselves some snacks. Ooh, that was pretty solid. <laughs> but we did. We had a little intermission. We did. We had... What did we get then? Popcorn and beer? Popcorn and beer. And fruit things. And, and little fruit squares. It was delicious. Yeah, it was yummy. Uh, okay. So then um, the the third episode was um, Alan being on trial. So they, they switched it, right? In, the, in yes. the second one, it was Denny being on trial for shooting a therapist. And in the third one, it was Alan being on trial for advising his client to flee the country, which we had actually seen in one of those previous episodes. Right. Um, so of course, since Alan was on trial, he was asking Denny to help defend him. Mm -hmm. And that took up a lot of the episode. It did. It did. Um, there was a lot of argument. The woman who plays the judge was, she was, she was really good. And, um, I was also trying to remember where we had seen her before the red haired woman. Oh wait, the red haired woman was in the the next episode. Oh, was it? Oh, see, yeah, I'm this was um, this was the Shelley Berman. Oh, Shelley Berman. Judge. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Yes, yes, not yes. very funny. No, and it, you know what was really funny to me was there. It seemed like there was a missing joke, where he said to Alan, "I don't want to hear a poop out of you." Yeah, and that's a line from the Music Man. Is it? Yes. Oh, and um, somebody says to to Harold Hill, "I don't want to hear a poop out of you." And there's this dead pause, and then the mayor's wife goes. Oh, the mayor is the one who says it. And so the mayor's wife says, I think he means peep. And it gets a big laugh. Uh-huh. The mayor's wife has all the funny lines in that show. Anyway, so um, I'm waiting. I was waiting for that shoot to say drop. that. Okay. It's interesting that they, they chose to have Shelley Berman on. I mean, it's nice that um, they're sort of recognizing him as a, you know, a comedian who's mm-hmm. had all this influence and everything. But he's not very good, I don't think, as that character. No. No. So it, I, I think it was stunt casting that just didn't work. And he's been in two or three episodes now as the judge, as yeah. that same judge. Yeah. And well, um, still not funny. Adam Arkin was back as right. the assistant DA who's got it in for Alan. Right. And and was this the episode that was directed by Lou Antonio? Or was yes. that the previous one? <laughs> yes, we got to talk about that. 
I, I had I had not a clue, and when his name came up, you went, oh, my God. So talk about that. Well, I just recognized his name because it's a little unusual, and um, I, I immediately remember that he was one of the half-black, half-white guys, along with Frank Gorshin, in the Let That Be Your Last Battlefield episode. And then as you went through his credits in IMDb, of course I remembered he'd been in a Monkeys episode, <laughs> the Hillbilly Heaven one. Well, and here's the other thing. Going through the credits, we discovered he was also in... Uh, the Naked City episode, Portrait of a Painter, right. very early in Bill's career, like which 62. Which we watched, yeah. And he was in a couple episodes of The Defenders, uh, he which was, series Bill did was Did you say in. he was in Bonanza? He was also in Bonanza, but Bill never was. Right. Um, and has been directing, right? Pretty yes. much since then, he's done a lot of directing. Mm-hmm. So he was directing this episode. Yep. That's so funny. Yep. Small world. It is a small world. So, um, so Alan was on trial. And uh, the other interesting sort of thing going on in this episode, oh, I'm getting my episodes mixed up. Never mind. <laughs> it's hard when you watch four oh, of them in a row. Oh, so so Denny's defending Alan mm-hmm. on this, although really Alan defends himself right up till the end and mm-hmm. he asks Denny to close. Right, that's right. And, it, I mean, it was an interesting case in that it turns on a very fine point that technically he did cover his ass by saying to the client, of course I can't advise you to flee the country, but if I were in your shoes, that's what I'd do. Mm-hmm. So he did not give that advice to his client as his attorney. Well, and, and I feel that there were two things really that, um, that saved Alan from going to jail on this. One is that the client, whom he had advised and had been recaptured, did as Alan asked, which mm-hmm. is he was very scrupulous mm-hmm. about not misquoting him and not saying Mr. Shore told me to flee or I knew he was telling me to flee or, you know, any mm-hmm. of that. And the other thing is that the case was being tried by Adam Arkin, mm-hmm. Coopfern, who does have it in for Alan mm-hmm. and on the stand admitted this. Yes. And I'm thinking, well, how stupid is this ADA that he tried it himself i can see the personal satisfaction in mm-hmm. getting your arch enemy <laughs> but he just strikes me as as too smart a person to not have handed it over to somebody mm-hmm. else in the in the da's office yep I, i'd agree with that so they spend a lot of time talking about ethics and what he did and is, is he going to go to jail for it and <clears throat> alan actually um admits that he's pretty scared about this because he did didn't realize that his law career could have ended so early. Mm-hmm. He says, I always knew how it would end, but I didn't think it would be this soon. Right. Um, and then Danny does a great job of doing the closing argument um, and pretty much just talks to the jury about how this is the job that lawyers have all the time is getting people off when they're guilty and, and uh, goes on and on about it and, and then makes a fairly big deal out of the fact that the ADA had it in for Alan. And the way he demonstrates this... <laughs> I am rubbing my hands together in glee. Is that he um, takes off his jacket first, and then he unzips his pants and drops his trousers and shows that he has a large bullseye painted on the butt of his boxer shorts and says, essentially, that um, Alan was just a big target for the ADA in this case and saying, Alan Shore was a bigger target than the one I have painted on my ass. Yep. And so we have a nice screen cap of that. Yes, that'll be going up. Which will be going up on the blog. And so do you want to point out the little um, detail that you noticed? Well, I didn't really notice it when I saw it. Mm -hmm. But when I first saw this screen cap, just above the waistband of the boxers, you can see a darker waistband. And it's pretty obvious to me that he's wearing briefs Mm -hmm. under the boxers. Yes. So you all want to look for that. Yeah, you'll see. It's pretty obvious. And it's his butt, and then he slaps his own butt. (laughs) And I can't remember who sent it to me, but somebody sent me an email after seeing the episode saying, you know they did that for you guys. (laughs) You bet. Sam Boston Legal says, this is for the butt girls. The butt girls. And, of course, we're sitting there going, look at his butt. Well, and the other thing is, okay, we know know who it was. We know who you were. (laughs) Um, We noticed that that jury box was packed with look at his butt listeners. Definitely. The female ones. Because Definitely. the guys all kind of look approving. I don't want to see a, a man's butt here in court. And 
every woman in that jury they box were grinning. was smiling. It she was, was happy. She was, saw Shatner Butt. Shatner Butt. They were all looking very, very satisfied. Yep. Like maybe they wanted to see more of that. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Could we have another take, please? Can we, have, can we see some more of that butt? <laughs> So that was that was major fun. It was great. And so then at the end of this episode, right, is when Alan and Denny have this little discussion about whether they're setting a bad example. And I, th- I think you're absolutely right that uh, at some point they must have been getting some, some pretty serious fan mail about the two, Alan and Denny, especially being bad examples as lawyers, setting bad examples for people. And so... They question it, and then and they say, "Are we are we setting a bad example?" And of course, they're not. They just say we're being true to ourselves, mm-hmm. and kind of take that that time to run through all the bad things that they do, like Denny shooting people and right. Alan bribing people. And but the thing is, it seemed like such an out of place conversation, and that's what made me think this is a, a response to some criticism they've gotten somewhere that mm-hmm. they they felt like um, poking some fun. At. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so then there was episode number four. Oh, and I just wanted to say also that um, I noticed as we went through these episodes very quickly, somebody in the production department decided that conversations must now take place in the kitchen <laughs> because this never used to happen. Yep. Conversations were always in somebody's office or in the corridor or in the library. In right. fact, when The Hobbit was on the show, many of his scenes took place in the library. Yeah. He was always being asked to fetch books because he was the little gopher Hobbit guy. And that's where he was always talking and having sex with people and stuff like that. All of a sudden, it's the kitchen. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was really there before. And now all of a sudden, every time somebody is taking a drink out of the fridge, they're having deep personal conversations. Yeah. So, whatever. Now the kitchen is the place to be. Yep. So, episode number four. Guest starred our good friend who yeah. said hi to us. <laughs> with her fluffy little white dog. Parker Posey. Parker Posey. We love her. She was she was really good, um, and it featured the return of Donnie, Donnie Crane. Crane, and that was pretty interesting yes. too. That was good. So the the case here was uh, Denny had been asked by Alberto Gonzalez to take on this case to represent the United States government. A woman was suing them. Um, she had been going to a medical clinic. She was from Nepal. She was going to her local medical clinic. And she had had her first child there, no problems. Her second pregnancy, there turned out to be a problem, and she went back to the clinic. But they had no doctor anymore, and the baby died. And the reason they had no doctor was the global gag rule, which was explained as the United States sets these parameters when they give funding to all these countries for medical help. Mm -hmm. And it is that you cannot promote, you cannot even mention the word abortion. Mm -hmm. And apparently this clinic had hung a poster that said, we support a woman's right to control her own body. So the local Nazi, who looked, (laughs) as you said, just like a Nazi, saw it, pulled their funding, and consequently this woman lost her child. Mm -hmm. So Denny is gung-ho representing the United States of America, and representing the woman was Donnie Crane, Mm -hmm. his fake son. (laughs) And really... I thought really good scenes between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, it was it was very very good, and I thought that um, uh, what's his name, the guy playing Donnie Crane, uh, Freddie Prince Freddie Jr. Prince Jr. Thank you, um, did a really good job. And mm-hmm. um, one of the interesting things I thought about this episode was that um, when Donnie Crane makes his closing argument, and in fact all through the trial, he does a really good job as a lawyer. He's, He's an very excellent effective. lawyer. Yep. And you can see how proud Denny is of his son. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes to that funny point at the end because um, Denny is obsessed with winning this case because he's never lost, as he says. Never lost, never will. And he's not sure that he's going to win. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see at the end um, when Donnie makes his closing argument, Denny is so proud of him but a little bit torn at the same time because he doesn't want him to win. So as good as he was, he wants him to be beaten. Right. And it was nice, too, to see them doing none of the usual belittling of the opposition Mm -hmm. lawyers because it was Donnie. But I want to talk a a minute about that never lost, never will thing. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking this for a few episodes since they've made that an issue. And this one, it really kind of, I don't know, stood up for me. I was really hoping they would lose. I was too. And there were two reasons. One is my own political Mm -hmm. leanings. But outside of that, 
I know Boston Legal is totally unrealistic. All law shows are totally unrealistic. But you mean the, this isn't the way it really is? I don't think so. <gasps> but crushed. the thing that just puts it sort of beyond the pale for me is the never lost thing. Mm. There is no lawyer anywhere who has never lost a case. Mm-hmm. Ever. And I was hoping he would lose just because I thought it would be so interesting for that character to finally have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, Boston Legal, I'm putting a challenge out to you in next season. Denny has to lose a case. And we have to see that mm-hmm. dealt with, what mm-hmm. that does to his ego. I agree. I, I was really hoping he was going to lose to him for the very same reason that I was hoping this would be a, a big emotional thing. And for him to lose to his fake son would have been even more interesting. Mm-hmm. So hopefully when he does lose... They'll imbue it with some significance. Either he'll lose to, I don't know, Alan or, or something like that. It, it won't just be some case that he was trying um, that he lost. Or maybe it will be, you know, and then there'll be some significance in that. And then it was just mm-hmm. another case that he didn't happen to win. Um, so in the plot, because he's unsure about whether he's going to win, he has Alan do the closing. Right. And Alan does his usual Alan job. Song and dance. Song and dance, yeah, about the closing. And, and they win. Right. Um I really like the scenes when when Denny and Donnie are out together mm-hmm. in, in the J bar. bar where we were. <laughs> eee, we were there um, in the first one. They're there, and the way that they filmed it was so interesting. So you see them sitting next to each other, which is a little weird. But like I thought at first, oh maybe they're sitting at a different part of the bar that we mm-hmm. didn't see, and they're chatting, and and Denny's sitting back looking so happy. I mean, he's not really listening to what he's saying, but just he's got that look of fatherly pride. Yes, on his face. And Bill played all those oh, things. He was so, so good, well. just kind of listening to him talk and being all you know proud of his son, the lawyer, and like that. And you can then you start to see that they're sitting at a table with some other people. But you can't really see who it is. Mm-hmm. And then um, at one point, Donnie says to him, I'm not really sure what the etiquette is here uh, with these women. Are they, said, are they supposed to talk? <laughs> are they allowed to talk? <laughs> are they talk? allowed to talk? That's it. That's it. And what does, what does Denny say? He says, well, it's really not a question of etiquette. They're escorts. <laughs> and the girls just like giggle. They go, <laughs> <laughs> like fangirls. They do. Because they're in the chain These bar. two beautiful women and they're they're like eating shrimp cocktail or yep, something. Yep. Going, and they're wearing very low cut dresses. Of course. So that was pretty funny. And then they, they had a little, they did that again at the end of that scene. So did Denny and Donnie have like this father son girl doing? <laughs> Anything is possible. It's so true. It's so true. So that was good. And then there's another scene later when they're back at the Jade bar, but it's really only the two of them and they're mm-hmm. sitting at the bar talking about life and everything. And it's a very nice little scene where um, Donnie asks Denny if, if he can be his fake dad again. And Denny says, oh, well, I never stopped being your fake dad, which is really nice. It and was really nice. Delivered in a very calm and unemotional way. And there were no tears and no embraces and no... Nobody wept a single tear. Nobody wept a single <laughs> tear. No, fortunately, that didn't happen. So all of that stuff was really good and played really well and straight and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that can easily go right over the top. Can I sidebar here for a minute? Oh, please. Okay, following up on our Easter, because I've, I've thought of it now, our Easter show. Peeps. <laughs> right? Yeah. The most classic, wonderful Peeps story was posted on ASC. We'll have to put a link up. Oh, good. It is called The Peep Within. <laughs> it is by Lyra Starr. And it is the enemy within rewritten with with peepness to it and it's so funny and it is so full of really really funny stuff but i gotta tell you the funniest line in it is kirk is split into two kirks and one is peep kirk who has you know big round belly and one is fit kirk and when the two of them realize they have to be merged back together the line says something like the two kirks shed a single tear Go read this story, people, and, and send Lyra Star feedback because it, it's really funny. And don't be drinking because you'll spit food all over the on your screen. monitor. But anyway, so um, back to Boston Legal. <laughs> uh, so that was it for that episode, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then the coming attractions. Yes. <gasps> so the season finale is coming up. We believe we so. We were there. Ah, we were there. Squee. Um. 
coming up in the season finale is they go to L.A., and Robert Wagner yeah. is there he, as an attorney. He looks like he's the Los Angeles office of Crane, Pool, and Schmidt, and he, he yeah. sort of does the same introductory thing mm-hmm. that Denny does. And also, at the end of this uh, episode, um, Alan, the one we just saw, Alan was talking to Denny about how he wants to do Parker Posey. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny little exchange. Yes, it was. And uh, in the next episode, we see Denny... I guess apparently defending a character to be played by Jerry Ryan. Right, right. Seven of nine. <laughs> Two of D. Yeah. So So we're going to see that together, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of meta commentary going on there. There has to be. But you wanted to talk about Jerry Ryan. Well, yeah, so I haven't seen her lately. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the last thing I saw her in was, and I'm not sure I actually saw her in anything. Might have just been on TV talking mm-hmm. about track or whatever. Well, I certainly saw that her in the headlines when her horrible husband, <laughs> you know, when that was all hit the fan, right. um, which just sounds like impossibly awful. Um, but she looked bad. She looked really bad. Now, I, I think maybe her character is supposed to be having some difficulties or something. I think I read somewhere her character is like a, a newswoman or is something. She? I don't know. But, well, to me, she didn't look good. And whether it was the makeup or that's really the way that Jerry Ryan looks. I mean, she just looked kind of skinny and had big dark circles under her eyes. And Well, i got to tell you, you know how frequently Hollywood presents women saying, this is a beautiful woman, and you look at it and go, huh? She's one of the biggies for me. Mm. I have never thought she looked good, and the main reason is that hair color is so wrong Mm -hmm. for her skin color and the color of her lips, her eyes, everything. It just, uh, she looks yellow all (laughs) over. And I'm sure that's not her natural color, and maybe she would be good-looking if she didn't have that stupid blonde hair. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I've seen pictures of her um, from a long time ago, and she certainly didn't have those breasts. Those are mm-hmm. big, fake breasts. And she didn't have those lips. Those are big, fake lips. I can't see. Yeah, and so and, and I'm trying to remember if her hair was really dark. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't that blonde if it was blonde at all. It, so. j- it doesn't work. The whole thing just does not work. Yeah, so uh, it should be interesting. Yeah, we're going to see Bill lusting after her. Yeah. And we know how it ends. Yeah. Because <laughs> we saw them film it. We yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was so good. Uh, and we even saw, I guess we must have mentioned this on the show when, when we did the, the audio diary. Um, we were inside the set that was the Los Angeles courtroom mm-hmm. as well, which was very different. Yes. Um, they, and they, they were explaining to us that uh, they had used a different type of wood and made it look much more modern and up-to-date in, mm-hmm. in the L.A. courtroom. And, yeah, it looked... It, looked very different it did so that was one of the the sets that was not being used that was in a different part of the the big old building where it was so right. we actually got to kind of look around and look at the post-it notes on the desk of the judge and you know touch we everything. didn't steal touch, anything we didn't steal anything we were really good but we touched everything we did Every, Every, everything, everything we, we could our, touch put our greasy little hands all over and it. set off car alarms right. as much as we possibly could oh that was great oh my god i feel really boston legal legaled out yeah out well and you know just to give you guys like a a sneak preview we have got such a stack of dvds to look at when boston legal yeah goes on hiatus we've been building things up all year long because we're trying to cover boston legal but once that goes into reruns we have so many wonderful shatner things we're going to be watching and talking about it's amazing and And, you know i i really want to put kingdom of the spiders up there at the top of the list if only for the opening song okay and and we've got intruder yeah we've got police woman we've got police woman we've got um that other movie what is that shoot or be shot oh yeah that thing we've got um other stuff that i can't even remember what it is i know oh it's just just piling it never ends it really never ends plus there's still some shows that we've been talking about that we need to do like um Going over the Shakespeare stuff in Transformed Man. Yes, yes. And going through my Star Trek toy collection, which we haven't, we haven't done. done that. I mean, it's just... Plenty plenty for you guys to look forward to this summer, because we aren't going into reruns. <laughs> no, that will never, ever happen. I mean, I guess you, technically you can't do that with a podcast, can you? Well, you could repeat an episode, I yeah. suppose. But why would you? I mean, people can get all well, the Well, you know what we could do? Time, oh, 
Idea, idea, the light bulb just Ooh, went off. Tell okay. Me. We could film like little 10 minute film? new things. I mean, record <laughs> little new things, 10 minutes. Yeah. And put them, cut them together with stuff from old podcasts, just like Boston Legal did. <laughs> and just sort of, you know. And just pretend it's a whole new pack thing. Pack it up and pretend it's a new show. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about, oh, God, it's been raining here for so long, you know, while you and I are sitting out on the porch sipping margaritas. Really? Well, see, I suppose that would work if we actually had any material that we'd recorded a long time ago that we never put on the air. But, but you guys pretty much it all. Every single minute that we've ever recorded has gone out on the air. That is true. Very- Except for the stuff that um, the recording... Uh, like, is Eight. this mic on? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we, we've we had to redo a, That's true. a few short things That's because the... the uh, due to my technical incompetence. No, uh. it wasn't due to you. It was due to that software just sort of shutting off. <sighs> Decided we were rambling on inanely too long or something. <laughs> that you know? never happened. Never. How could, how could it think that we were doing that? That's just insane. Um, also coming up, we are we are in the midst of our, our planning. Oh yes, for Creation Con. Oh, and we should also talk about Las Vegas. Yes, a little bit too. So we had decided quite a long time ago, a that we were going to do Creation Con in September in Sacramento. Absolutely. And then we got to thinking about whether we were going to do um, the our our version of the the BassCon weekend as we had done last year when we interviewed all those wonderful authors and everything. Mm-hmm. And we got to thinking maybe we should do something different this year. And for a while we've been talking about whether we should go to Las Vegas to do the Star Trek experience. And there have been rumors that it may be closing. So we thought, well, maybe this will be the last chance we have to go and experience it. So tentatively we are making some plans to go and do the Star Trek experience sometime in the fall. Yep. So if you have been to the Star Trek experience, and, and a couple of people have written us to tell yes. us their stories, and we love those stories, love, love, love the stories. Um, but other folks out there, if you've done the Star Trek experience and you want to tell us about it, we would really like to hear it because there, you know, there's all these different options for what you pay for ahead of time and what you get when it's part of a package deal, and we're sort of not sure if we should do that or just try to book the hotel separately or even if we need to stay at the hotel where right. it is. So. Educate us. And um, also, if anybody can, can figure out a way for us to uh, attend a Star Trek wedding, we would be more than happy to be the Vulcan bridesmaids to have and to hold. We would love to do that. We would love to do that. <sighs> that would be so awesome. I am a universal life minister, so I can marry people. Yeah. So if you want me to marry you guys, I could do it. She could do it for you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let us know what the deal is with the Star Trek experience. And um, once we get things firmed up a little bit more, we'll we'll tell you. And if anybody is planning on being there the same time that we are, we'd love to meet you. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Yep. So... Do we have any more? I think we're done with this episode. I think this was just like a two two parter, yeah, as opposed to a three parter. Yeah. So we did sex toys and we did Boston Legal. Yeah. And I think you can tell that we're still like woo 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 from our <laughs> Shatner weekend and still squeeing and you know oh, over, we were there we, we saw were there we touched him I walked down that corridor everything is made of incredibly thin plastic. <laughs> That's all I can think about now when I see them walking down the hallway and it looks like marble and I was like, just like tap, tap, tap. tap. (laughs) Oh, I have to tell you, I don't think I said this in the earlier segment, but if I did, it bears repeating, (laughs) which is for a week or more after Shatner weekend. Yes. Bill was in my dream (laughs) every (laughs) night. I cannot remember the dreams. But he was there. He was there. He was there because he knew. <laughs> he was sending me that special bill vibe because he met the butt girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure it was as big a thrill for him as it was for us because yeah, he knew who we were. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, next time we meet him, I'm not going to say hi. My name is Kitty. I'm going to say hi, Bill. I'm, I'm one of the butt, butt girls. girls. <laughs> He'll be so much more interested. <laughs> <laughs> and if really? you want to know more, here's it's my, my room key. <laughs> See, that's it. That's what you need to say. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. Let's wrap this up now, shall we? Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's it for this episode. Um, thanks for being patient with our little week off, but we really needed a week off. <laughs> At least. So we should be back on a normal schedule soon. Um, oh, and I wanted to say thanks to everybody who voted for us at Podcast Alley because I just checked over there today and um, we were number 45 in a list of the top 50 for the month of May. <gasps> Which is fabulous. Fantastic. And I want to thank everybody who has posted comments on iTunes. Yes, thank you for those people. And thank you for people who post comments at the blog. And thanks for the email. And just thank you for all the things that you guys and, do. And we do try to respond to as much of that yeah. as, we, as we can. We really do appreciate all your inputs. We do. And the stories and pictures and, uh, and sound clips you send us. It's all fantastic. It's all wonderful. So thanks, you guys. Uh, okay, till next time. 